Hello there! It's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad. With me as always, he's our very own personal jailbird, is Anthony James. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Conrad, from a new undisclosed location. How are you? Yes, from your new underground bunker, where the, the, the clamouring fans of the Culture Cave can no longer reach you, comes Anthony James. <laughs> yeah, here I am in the uh, in the zoo, in the Arctic uh, exhibition. Oh, but, uh, imagine having one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, as a as a brief introduction, we we unfortunately did miss last week because Anthony was moving house, and I ended up catching COVID. It became a whole thing. Yeah. But we're back. I am alive. Anthony's alive. The whole family's alive, and we're stronger than ever. Yeah. Stronger than ever, Conrad. Back and badder than ever. Uh, uh, <laughs> to to quote Eric Bischoff's uh, mid two thousands theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here this week <laughs> to continue. It, to, to continue talking about a little-known series uh, called, uh, let me just check my notes, The Batman. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> we're here to talk about that. Um, how you? I, I've, I've kind of already screwed up this introduction. You can tell I'm, I'm, I'm off my game because it's been two, uh, two weeks since we, or three weeks, in fact, since we it's did. It's been a long things. time since we recorded, to be honest. Yeah. So normally I would, I would do like the let's talk about some gosh darn movies bit, um, so that you could put in the like interstitial title card i will do that in a second don't worry i'll get it I'll, I'll 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 still fit that in but how are you doing anthony let's do a little preamble first doing very well very well um you know just really enjoying the new house we've been sort of trying to get it for a long time um so getting used to the new setup with this, this room if i turn the camera which i won't there is boxes everywhere i'm sitting in the monk's boxes our study is the last thing to be uh, set up as it should be with the kids in the, in the house having apart from that really really enjoying this uh this trip down memory lane i told conrad before we started uh recording i haven't seen this film since i was probably seven or eight years old and that's I, unbelievable to me unbelievable to me i couldn't remember a lot from this like <laughs> I, I gotta tell you so um to me i thought it was just going to be frank reynolds uh and it's kind of what it is <laughs> there is an element of frank reynolds yeah, let's yeah, be yeah, honest yeah. uh it's it's it is hard to watch this movie without it evoking uh his always sunny performance uh, yeah. so i'm gonna say before we get too deep down the down the penguin hole uh in this case um let's talk about some gosh darn movies and stick a title card in here let's do it movies we're here to talk about them batman returns this week um we're carrying on our adventure through the cinematic universe of the caped crusader this is the end Mm -hmm. of the burton era i don't should you call it an era? It's two films. I don't two know if films, that qu- yeah. I mean, a k- kinda. I, I don't know. Maybe like, nah, nah. It's not an era. It's just 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 a little jaunt within into the Batman universe. Yeah, it was certainly not an epoch. I'll say that no. much for it. Like, it's not an era. It's not an epoch. It's maybe yeah, a jaunt. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're coming to the end of it anyway. Uh, th- this is the last of Burton's movies, and I. I'm gonna be honest. I'd like so you you you've already said that you haven't seen this movie since you were seven or seven or eight years old. So that's about yeah. it's about twenty years since the last time you you saw this movie. Um, for me, this is one of my go-to Christmas movies. Like I watch this most years because I yeah. I love this movie and it's probably one of my favorite Batman's. Uh, to be honest, so going into it, I knew 
that I was gonna be like, well, yeah, that's still a great movie. Um, yeah, let's just settle straight away. It is a Christmas film. It's a film that takes place at Christmas, but I feel that it is a Christmas film. Like the amount of uh, the, the amount of like references throughout the story, where even mm. when they don't even need to be there, they say they mention Christmas, even though there's yeah. not a Christmas tree visible. So I, I think I mean, it is a Christmas movie. I think I mean it also it, more more than just like the the the, the sort of set dressings and the uh, the, oh. the 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 kind of the trinkets associated with Christmas. It also has a lot of like themes that one might associate with Christmas, you know, like uh, the children being given away by their parents and mm-hmm. having to, you know, having to try and find, find someone to love them around this, sort of, yeah, this time. It did have a little bit of a Home Alone feel to it in parts, especially the parts of the score. Um, so this is mm. what happens if Kevin McAllister had fallen into the sewers and yeah. then... Yeah, if he never made it out of New York uh, (laughs) and he went to live in the sewers, this is what he would have become. Um, So, okay, here's the the first question for you then. What, given you hadn't seen this in 20 years, what were you expecting from Batman Returns? Um, I was expecting the same tone as the first Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, I I remembered certain aspects of uh, the Penguin. Um, I remembered Catwoman was in it, but I didn't really remember anything other than the scene where she turned into Catwoman. Okay. Um, and I was expecting I'm going to be blunt I was expecting more Batman because in the first sort of yeah. 45 minutes of this film he's only very sparsely there well I mean I think that, uh, what better place to start than with that which I, mm-hmm. I, I think and I've always thought this there is a strong argument to be made to say this isn't really a Batman movie like mm. Batman doesn't really have a meaningful character arc in this he's not really in it very much and really the kind of heart and soul of this movie are Catwoman and the Penguin. That's like yeah. the sort of that that's the where the kind of moral moral heart of the movie is and where the real meaningful character arcs are. And Batman's just kinda there. Like he yeah, yeah. he exists to occasionally punch Catwoman or occasionally punch the pen- penguin, but it's not really a movie about him, I don't think. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you. And like that's what I mean. Like in the first sort of forty minutes of the film, we have a tiny bit of Bruce Wayne and we have a tiny bit of Batman but apart from that, like we we, yeah. do, we don't we don't get much of him, you know, and and so because it's putting so much effort into um, building the characters of the Penguin, building the characters, uh, the character of the Penguin, character of uh, Catwoman, as well as that the character of Shrek as well. Yeah, Max Shrek. Oh, we'll get into Max Shrek. What, what, a- like, what if, the, the character he seems to be, and how much tendrils he has within Gotham. Where was he in the first one? And yeah, like, nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Nowhere. To, yeah. That that's one of my favorite things I think about these Tim Burton movies, and I suspect it carries on into the Joel Schumacher uh, movies as well. Though I haven't seen those in a long time. It's this idea that there's no interconnectivity between the movies whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. and that's just accepted like at the beginning okay. oh, they did mention vicky they mentioned they, did, vicky. they, uh, they gave vicky vale like a paragraph in this movie to be yeah, like yeah, she yeah. she moved on she's gone yeah. to metropolis or something i don't know like she found out he was batman couldn't deal with it she's out of the picture don't worry about it um but i mean this movie starts with um gangsters dressed as clowns wearing stilts and firing flamethrowers um interrupting a christmas celebration uh presumably at the behest of of penguin mm-hmm. and the fact they're dressed as clowns it seems like a pretty clear implication that they are formerly like the joker's henchmen who yeah, are yeah i thought that as well but it's not really explained how he took over it doesn't really matter he's just you know he just did um and and um you know max shrek is just a bad guy who never crossed Batman's path in that first that first movie. 
Yeah, but also like Max Shrek, it's it's so like a technical sort of industrial mumbo jumbo as to why he's even a bad guy. Like he's yeah. a bad guy because he wants to say that they're going to have a lot of power, but really they're not going to have oh, a lot his of power. Plan. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to take the power from Gotham. It's his like <laughs> right, he's going to store power in a plant. I, I just it was all very convoluted to me. Yeah, and, uh, his plan is nonsense. Like they're, they're, <laughs> it really is. Like he, he, I like that he's there because you get Christopher Walken's performance, um, and you get the wig and the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the but, but, re- but that plan is just like that, uh, worth killing I, over though, Conrad. Worth killing over that plan. Apparently, okay. So the first thing I want to say, just just staying on Batman briefly, because we're not going to actually get that much time to talk about Batman in this because he's not in that mm-hmm. much of the movie yeah, yeah. is. I we talked last week about how fucking incompetent Jim Gordon and the Gotham City police are. Yeah. I love that as soon as the clown gangsters turn up at the beginning of this movie, Jim Gordon is cruising in a cop car, doesn't even attempt to make an arrest. He's just like, <laughs> light the signal, we're not dealing with this, lads. Get the Batman. <laughs> like, there's no police presence whatsoever. And then you get that amazing introduction to Batman. And like, the bat signal is lit, and yeah. then through an elaborate system of mirrors it is reflected directly into uh bruce wayne's unlit study where he sits brooding and then does this amazing hero shot where he stands up and the camera kind of uh dolly pedestals down uh to catch him from below it's one of the dumbest things i've ever seen in a superhero movie and i absolutely love it that's Um, that's what i that's what i got from this film is pantomime yeah, uh, but I lo- I loved it as well. I thought, to be honest with you, I know it was stupid, but in my head I was like, it makes sense. It makes sense that there would be a reflective mirror system to, to give him the. Why the, wouldn't the he signal. have it? Why wouldn't he have it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's that rich. I, I mean, and you know, talk about other things that he has. I don't know if you caught this, but the absolute size of the clock that he's got above his fireplace in that study—it's <laughs> like the size of big uh, the the clock on uh, on Elizabeth's Tower or Big Ben to, to you know those of you those of you who who don't know the difference between those two things. Like it was big enormous. Ben the, big Ben is the bell. Big, big Ben, ben is, the bell. is the bell. Yeah, but I you know we for, we'll forgive we'll forgive people not from not from the UK for knowing that Big Ben might just be the clock. I've um, never seen Big Ben. It's fine. It's a big clock tower. No, I've right. se- no, I've seen the clock tower. Oh, you oh, haven't seen the bell. Have never seen the bell. Never I don't think it. I've ever seen it actually. And I grew up in that city, so you know, <laughs> they don't they don't they don't like send round photos of it at Christmas for like yeah, yeah, I've, I've which is all it. Londoners a happy Christmas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, like the Liberty Bell, even though it's got a crack in it, I've seen it more often. Um, but uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah. So I think that uh, the 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 mirror system was great. What I will say is though. There's an even easier system and a better system, which they could have went with, which is the old red phone from uh, from from the Adam from the West Adam West. One. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't. They don't have the red phone in this one. Um, bat phone, same bat time. Same yeah, bat time. maybe that'll come. I I honestly don't remember the Joel Schumacher movies, so maybe that the bat phone will make a comeback. Um, a comeback for those, but. And this one, we get the elaborate bat signal. The only other thing, before we move off of Batman, the only yeah. other thing I really wanted to, to get your take on was, in the first movie, there, there is a very personal conflict between Joker and Batman. Mm-hmm. So they can't really make Batman seem too kind of dumb in that yeah. movie because because the, the conflict between him and Joker, you know, it's all, it, it's all about, you know... 
their differing ideologies, but also uh, Batman's the death of Batman's parents and the creation of him as a character is tied in with the Joker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have to keep him relatively serious. In this one, he's just going around like killing people uh, and and yeah. doing all sorts of stuff. Like I, I kept account of it. So. Uh, in the very beginning of this movie, he burns the devil gangster to death with the, yep. the exhaust of the Batmobile, mm-hmm. which is a horrific way to kill. It's not just killing someone, it's burning them to death. Like It's a horrific yeah. way to kill someone. Um, and then he drops the big dude later on down the sewer after attaching a massive bomb That's right. to his chest, which I can only assume killed him. Um, and... I don't mind that. I'm not one of these people who's like, Batman can't ever kill, even though it's kind of one of the core tenets of the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's quite funny that in Catwoman's kind of, or in Selina Kyle's character arc, there's a moment where they go to the masquerade ball and it's this 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 scene that's like dripping with with symbolism because they're the only ones not wearing masks yeah, not but wearing they're actually costumes. wearing their masks and all that. Oh, come on. And, and, and Bruce Wayne is like, who do you think you are? When she gets a gun out and says she's going <laughs> to kill Max Shrek. And, 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 you know, he's like, that's not how we do things. You report people to the police. <laughs> yeah. it's like, Bruce, at this point, you've killed at least two people in this movie that we've seen. Like, yeah. they, they weren't anywhere near the level of evil of Max Shrek. It's yeah. it, it. It does kind of rob that moment. I think of a little bit of its of its power when he's already killed two men that we know of. Yeah, look, I I picked up on those as well. I I, I it does rob it from power in that in that moment. But I also I just I genuinely I don't know if I'm full on Batman shouldn't kill people, but just the manner in which he was just like killing and he didn't have to burn that guy to death. You know, he didn't no, have to there's throw no need. the guy down the hole. I I don't know. I just I always. When I was watching it, I was very shocked, to be honest with you, that the the good guy was just killing the bad, the bad guys like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I, I I'm not a full on believer of Batman shouldn't kill people, but definitely the way he was going about it in this, I don't think he should have, especially yeah. considering he then gets on his uh, high horse about it later. Um, before we, you said about uh, comeback to Batman. Now talking about comebacks, Connor. Before we move off Batman completely, I want to talk about the title of this movie. Go on. Because the title of this movie, Batman Returns. I don't like it, and I'll tell you why. Like, I, like I, don't, I don't mind it, but the reason I, I have an issue with it is because he, Batman didn't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like <laughs> it's this is—it's a, it's a hundred percent like a fourth wall breaking title. It's like Batman, as in the movie franchise, returns. Yeah, it's not—it's not actually the character returning. So why the hell is it called Batman Returns? Yeah, it's a, that's a really good point actually, because it is when you compare it to like other famous returns, like, like Superman, I don't know, returns. Superman Returns. The whole point of that movie is Superman has been away and, yeah. and is coming back, whereas this one. It's clear that he's been operating in the time period between the first movie and the second because Jim Gordon because and the police in general have just given up. They're just yeah. like, well, call Batman. Um, we're not dealing with this one. We're going. We're going to the pub, lads. Like, get, yeah. get Batman on the case. So yeah. you're absolutely right. I thought it was stupid. I like. I. I just. I just. I just yeah. I just don't like it. Um, self refer like you know sort of joke titles or like audience just or, uh, titles for the audience's sake. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this could have been. Maybe just. I don't know Batman and Catwoman. I don't know. I mean, I suppose it. it's kind of it. It is Tim Burton. Um, or well, Tim Burton didn't actually write this. I think it was Daniel Waters and Sam Ham, which is a great name. Um, as Sam an Ham. aside, uh, <laughs> yeah, Sam Ham. They're <laughs> they're kind of leaning into that like pulpy serial nature of the early Batman comics, which I guess maybe would have had names like Batman Returns, like yeah, 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 the, yeah. not really in in relation to any kind of consistent narrative within it. Um, speaking of which, then. I haven't actually done a plot synopsis for this, or I have written one, but I didn't kind of start with it because the plot for this 
it's really like a character drama. The plot is absolutely as basic as you like. It's basically mm-hmm. Max Shrek, played by Christopher Walken, wants to build a power plant that's actually a power capacitor. He wants to steal energy from Gotham. Why? We don't know. Uh, it's never really explained. And uh, as part of this, he kills Selina Kyle, who comes back as Catwoman looking for vengeance, and he attempts to run a mayoral campaign for the Penguin, who is a crime lord masquerading as like a kind of forgotten son of Gotham. That's like the entire movie, basically. There's no twists or turns to it. It's a very straightforward plot. Yeah, it is very straightforward. Um, In my mind, it is complicated slightly by the introduction of... um supernatural powers uh, on behalf of Catwoman. I don't really know where they came from. Uh, that does in, that does pop a little intrigue in there for me. Never answered. Cats have nine lives. That's cats, how it works. Yeah, but the ha- she became a cat because cats were eating her fingers. I mean, was... listen, like, the Joker became the Joker by falling in toxic waste. Like, at some point... Yeah, but we he just didn't have, have any to... special powers, though. You know what I mean? Uh, like, that, that we know of. He just had his <laughs> hair and skin bleached you know what i mean yeah that's like, <laughs> true didn't make it magic that's catwoman true. became like she has nine lives now she's like really like acrobatic and she is really good with a whip you know, i see i i take i took it to mean that she had all those abilities within her she just didn't have the confidence to do it and it was kind of like if you imagine just pushed uh, out a window like, yeah but exactly and she bumped her head and she woke up thinking i can do all of this it's like um, reset, it's, yeah. it's like mike's magic stuff you know like you drink it and it's like i can fucking dunk a basketball <laughs> except <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in this case she can she can use a whip and do like backflips and stuff okay um, all right I'm, I'm willing to go with that um the also- nine lives thing you we just have to ignore that and be like she's acting like she has nine lives but i mean realistically she fell into kitty litter you maybe survived that fall falling into a glass house I'm not sure about that one, to be honest. That seems like it would have been that that would have cut you pretty bad to fall into like a greenhouse. Yeah, it's like the man in black uh, in in Westworld all over again. She just keeps getting just shot. keeps getting shot. Yeah, yeah. it's like and why why would she die? Um, she yeah, has okay, to so, be a robot. So we're settling on not supernatural. Then okay, I'm I'm happy to go with that. Um, I don't think she is, but I, there's definitely like an element of like the fairy tale to all of this, um, which would i i I'm, i would certainly be willing to listen to someone make the argument that it is a supernatural story okay. um but i don't know if we have enough evidence to be conclusive about like it. i don't i don't think uh you know if you're going on supernatural path i don't think that penguin's weight could be supported by an umbrella helicopter <laughs> the, the irony of that as well is that the, his, his umbrella helicopter when it starts spinning it sheds its fabric and that probably would have supported him better with the fabric to be honest like it's <laughs> yeah. I, the, the, um, really. the umbrella-based uh, gadget tree of uh, penguin. Why does a penguin have umbrellas? It works. It weirdly works. But why does a penguin have umbrellas? Unclear. And why does it Unclear. work so well? Um, yeah, it, I, I, it's not clear at any point. And, and like, and the things that he tries to do with them, like he, and, and it's weird. It, I don't know whether it's kind of self-referential jokes, but there's a bit where he tries to he kidnaps Max Shrek early on to try and propose a plan to him. And he uses a um, an umbrella with like the kind of swirly pattern on it, like to, to, yeah, to supposedly still... try and hypnotize him. Worst it doesn't hypnotizing, work. P- yeah, yeah. It doesn't work, the... and they never mention it again. That and was the worst hypnosis prop I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, it didn't it look awful. bad, but when it was in motion, it just it didn't even start. Like your eyes didn't start being tricked, like a trick played on your eyes. There was nothing. Yeah. It was literally just like you could see the spiral the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it was nonsense. Spin it faster, um, Danny. <laughs> so let's let's talk about let's talk about the penguin then. Um, how did you feel coming back to this 
to see the prosthetic like hands and the face and that there's only a lot i can only describe it as a grubby onesie that he wears throughout the entire movie <laughs> is that meant to be his baby grow I, but really i, like, I don't know what it, i don't know what it is it's it's the, the the way that it kind of captures the physique I mean, it's not his physique. I don't want to imply that Danny DeVito's yeah, body. Yeah, no, yeah like he had that. like a he had like a big suit on, like. You but know. that the the way, like the kind of dumpy physique that that captures is mm-hmm. horrific. Like it's just the worst possible outfit. Yeah, I, like it's a grotesque um, character uh, character design for me, uh, but it mm-hmm. works. It works really well, to be honest with you. Um, it's not until really he's out of motion at the very end where, like, you can see he's like a proper like penguin shape. Um, yeah. Like Tim Burton took the idea of a penguin and really ramped it up to a million. Oh, million, absolutely! He? Like, like <laughs> he's born with penguin-like claws. Yeah. Uh, and then his nose is really long, so he looks like a bird, and he's got the shape of a penguin. It's so. Str- I would have loved to see the baby. I would have loved oh. to see the baby that they. Also, also, there's the symbolism of also like he's like Moses down the, down yeah. the river. Yeah, yeah, it's like a dark kind of Moses Moses story. Like, um, yeah, it's like, it's like he's meant to be leading the people to the light but it's actually the dark yeah he's like the he's like the bad version of Moses. i i i love the kind of dark fairy tale of that introduction with like alan cummings playing someone who's supposed to be like 40 years older than he actually is with like the ridiculous old man makeup that he's wearing like is that pb herman uh no that's um paul something uh but he looks a bit like pb herman uh alan cummings was boris uh grishnikov in golden eye and I think he was. He's been in loads of stuff. Alan Cummings. He's a Scottish actor, but oh, okay. he would he would probably been in his early thirties at this point. He's playing like a fifty year old man. He just looks ridiculous. But um, yeah, the imagery of that, like the baby in like a massive metal cage eating a cat and then being thrown down the down the sewers, is just wonderful. I love that. Um, <laughs> and the, I think the emergence of penguin <coughs> is is really well done in this. Uh, one thing I noticed that I didn't know if you would spot or not. Do you know you know when um Max Shrek and Penguin hatch the plan to kind of introduce Penguin to the city by saving the mayor's baby and the baby is first stolen by a backflipping clown gangster. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Did you notice that the clown gangster was played by Max Dad from It's Always Sunny? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't write down the actor's name, but that is uh, the the man who plays uh, Max Dad in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the one who steals the mayor's, mayor's baby and backflips down the sewer. That's so funny to me. Anytime there's like little connections like that, because obviously uh, Danny DeVito was in It's Always Sunny, so that that really like starts my mind going. Like, how did yeah. he get the job as Max Dad? Oh, I bet there's a I bet there's a connection. I bet there's a connection that like Frank stayed in contact with him, played cards with him every weekend. Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always my head always goes to like, oh, they're best mates. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, the 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 penguins introduction is like this kind of dark Moses story. That's this this really it's it's like kind of I know Tim Burton didn't direct this, but it's a bit like the Nightmare Before Christmas or something like that. Like it's very gothic, even more gothic, even gothic by Tim Burton and Batman standards, um, and and very very kind of fantastical. And then you've got Catwoman, which is like far more. It's it's far more kind of noirish and gritty. Mm. You know, it's it's a woman when you actually break it down to its composite parts. It's a woman uh, getting thrown out of a window and well, uh, attempting to to be killed by her boss for discovering some like industrial mm. secrets. Um, and I kind of love that that Burton manages to balance 
those two introductions and make them seem believable in the same world um, yeah although as you pointed out there is an element of the the supernatural yeah but yeah, even, even, even then coming back even even then like it's not really it, it doesn't it doesn't take me out of like the sort of realism factor because I, I think her yeah as you say her storyline is much more grounded in reality sort yeah. of more relatable in a way uh than being left in the sewer um so <laughs> even though like she's survived a 20 story fall or whatever it is yeah mm. I, like i i feel it is a more relatable story more realistic story um yeah. I would have, I would have loved uh, if she got to. Well, she kind of, like she did, but I would have loved her to shoot him. Um, like I, <laughs> I think they were sort of scraping the barrel of ideas when they just electrocuted him again. Like they just, they were just like that effect in the first one was so well done. Yeah, that's, that's that is absolutely what they did. They're like, we know how to do this. Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. One one thing I'm gonna say, I, I'm not often gonna find myself defending billionaire industrialists who talk down to women. But I will say this for Max Shrek, the introduction to Selena Kyle, where he's having a meeting with the mayor and he's trying to get he's trying to get the mayor to sign off or, or to fast track permits for this power plant that he mm-hmm. wants to build, and she does interrupt with a question. I was like, that is a little unprofessional, Selena. Like yeah. this is a meeting with the mayor. I'm kind of on Max's side here. Like, well, she you know, was on Max's side too. Event after she realised, uh, it's like you know. She didn't want to kill Max until he tried to kill her, really. But what, what the question would be, though, what, what, we never heard her question, did we? We're like, no. I, she, I, I, I think me. she just... That she annoys like, me. Well, I mean, even when she dies because she's found some secrets, it's just like kind of vaguely hinted at uh, that, that, you know, that she's discovered the plans of this thing uh, make it seem like it's a capacitor that's going to draw energy from the city rather than create it. Mm-hmm. And that that's as that's as deep as that plot ever gets and i think that's that's probably if you're going to criticize like the kind of narrative of batman returns that's probably mm-hmm. the best one in that max shrek is just kind of he relies the character relies so heavily on christopher walken's performance because there's mm-hmm. nothing to that character apart from it like he's got this idiot son who i kind of love called chip who is just like this enormous guy for some reason and like nothing about their relationship is ever explored he just has a big son called chip um hilariously played by uh, andrew brunyaski who would go on to play zangief in the street fighter movie a few years after, <laughs> after this i have to really hold myself back from uh, my comparisons here because there's just something about shrek who just felt trumpy to me but and also, it's like, definitely it, there. It is one hundred percent. But like yeah. the whole son aspect, uh, I don't know if Trump's sons were on the scene then. But um, Trump definitely was. But I don't know about the sons were on the scene. Mm. But um, but like Chip just reminded me of like one of his sons, Eric. Yeah, that's a really good. Like, that's a really good comparison, actually. Like the kind of uh, rich men's sons, you know, trust fund babies. Yeah, like, like the kind of wealthy, like charismatic um, industrialist, uh, particularly with the like the wild wig um, yeah. or wild hair, I guess. And yeah, the son who's clearly an idiot and he's trying yeah. to leave something for <laughs> that is it's a very good comparison i think and one that i hadn't i hadn't necessarily made but it, it, i mean for me it's it's walken's performance like that 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 script um oh that speech rather he gives at the beginning where it's like i'm just some poor schmo who wants to give a little back and it's <laughs> like it's it's like so disingenuous i don't understand why anyone would believe it the only thing that was missing was a little reference to a two mice in a bucket of cream that that would have taken it over the top for me a little catch oh. me if you can reference 10 years early but uh before we leave shrek though there is something which uh was <laughs> I was questioning, what's with the logo design? Uh, you know, no, the big... I. 
the big looked, like cat head or something. Like, again, really... again, why didn't we see this around Gotham in the previous film? Like, yeah, what is yeah. with this everywhere? What is with this cat, this cat's it, head? It really reminds me. Is it Felix the cat? Like, there's uh, oh, uh, yeah, it, yeah, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't really like a UK an Ireland thing, but like the cartoon character from I think like the fifties called Felix the cat, and it really reminded me of that. And yeah. I don't know why it's that because he doesn't seem to have any affinity with cats there's nothing to do with cats in his name it, yeah. the logo of his company just appears to be this enormous cartoon cat's head and that's, i yeah, don't that's what it is. i don't yeah it doesn't make any sense it makes no, it makes no <laughs> sense to me why that's what he chose but listen he's a man of extremes he's a man of of odd tastes it, I think yes, it, it is strange. Uh, it's also Shrek is spelled with a C as well, so it's not um, it's not the same as Shrek and Donkey. So yeah. uh, just to... ruined a bunch of jokes that I was going to make when I went to check the spelling on that. <laughs> that. Yeah, I'll that throw course. those throw those out of the window. Yeah, Christopher um, Walken though done, done a good job. He, like you know, he's, he's always Christopher Walken. I never seen him as yeah. anyone else, but he's done a good job here. The the um the the sort of clash of um the the wealthy industrialists when Bruce Wayne and Max Shrek, ha- Shrek have a meeting, mm-hmm. um, I find very funny when they sit on opposite ends of the massive table and Bruce Wayne wants to pass Max Shrek like something basically saying I'm gonna challenge this plan you have and he has to fucking like frisbee toss it across the table to, <laughs> to him because because they're so far away from each other it's like this i i really hope that's how those kind of meetings go down, <laughs> go down or went down in the that'll be great walkie talkies i think i think it was also it was a it was a it was a good like sort of flipping of the power dynamic as well from the previous film whenever um vicky vale went over to his house and they were having dinner at the end of the long table uh, yeah. and now this is sort of like yeah showing that now batman is sort of uncomfortable in this area um or sort of my, uh, bruce wayne so you know whereas in the Maybe Vicky Vale sort of brought him down to the people a bit more, you know. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's an argument for that. Um, so talking about, um, talking about that, that kind of, um, or that conversation between those two and multiple other situations in this movie, mm-hmm. something that I noticed that I wanted to get your thoughts on, or something that I that I always think about this movie is that it feels like much more of a comedy than Batman. Um, yeah, there's a lot more jokes. Which Not is like ironic good. because the Joker is in in Batman. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the supposedly the character who's who's supposed to be like good at telling them. Not in this movie. Um, but I, I I I wrote down every time that there was a moment that I was like, that's quite funny. Um, so you've got the the multiple bat suits on hangers that I was I fucking I <laughs> yeah. laughed so hard at that because it's just that they're all exactly <laughs> the same. It makes no sense. And why would you put them on hangers? Um, why wouldn't he just take the first one? Like why was he going through? Yeah, them? exactly. There's no reason for them to be like that. Um, there's the the after the pretty amazing Batmobile hijack sequence with um, with. Um, uh, Oh, what is what's Penguin's first name? It's something. Is Oswald. it Arthur Cobblepot? Oswald Cobblepot. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, Oswald Cobblepot in his like arcade machine, basically trying to crash oh, yeah, the Batmobile, yeah, yeah. and like Batman just gets it to stop, and it does the amazing close up of the old woman just standing in the middle of the street looking <laughs> at <them. laughs> like, this. Is great. And then there's a bunch of some of these don't work but there's a bunch of jokes in the script as well like when he when oswald cobblepot uh discovers that his parents have died or when penguin discovers that his parents have died and announces that he's going to take on the name oswald cobblepot <laughs> there's this line where he's like i was their number one son and they treated me like number two it's like, uh, yeah <laughs> what I is that two. joke I, yeah <laughs> i am number two in my family and i was like i never lived in a sewer 
<laughs> no, but it's number two as in you know, like as in oh, shit. Number basically. two, a piece of poo. Oh, yeah, right. like that. Uh, like it's 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 really it's really lowbrow humor for, for, <laughs> for, for me like a number two. Yeah, it's awful. Oh. Um, also, but, uh, what about Penguin making very sexist comments uh, about the women in the in the in the mayor's office as well? Oh, I love that. I like Penguin. Penguin when when the sort of mayoral campaign gets underway, that is when it's just Frank Reynolds. <laughs> like, there's no difference between those characters. Um, like, and, and the 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 moment where he's introduced to the two like kind of campaign helpers and they yeah. put glo- gloves on him, and the woman says, "Our research tells us that voters like fingers." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it always and then, and then he bites up. the guy's nose and he bites the other guy's nose and he's like he's so obviously grotesque and awful and he's like sexually abusing all these like young women who oh, come God. to him to to tell him that they're supporting him and everyone's just like we're fine with this we're absolutely fine with this i don't it's, understand it's... why when shrek brought this guy and goes here this is going to be the mayor everyone wasn't just like like what yes yeah. <laughs> what Ab- absolutely not um <laughs> And then, and then, obviously, that that storyline comes to a screeching halt when uh, the the penguins monologuing about getting one over on the city during the Batmobile hijack sequence is replayed over loudspeakers to a live audience, um, which in which uh, Michael Keaton figures out a way to like scratch a CD, which I don't know how you. How oh you yeah, should. yeah. He like that... kind of does the like on a on a CD, which doesn't work. That um, was that was really interesting because that was like always putting across like you know the little sort of the light tone of him and Alfred's relationship, and they're having yeah. fun, and they're having fun, and they're just riffing, but it's like. He's just gonna f- scratch the CD, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that. It's not. It's not reading through a needle. Like it's using a laser to read this, Bruce. That I don't really sense. know what. Yeah, what that was about. But um, also, I can't remember the exact moment. But there was definitely a moment when um, Vic, no, not Vicky Vale, uh, Selena Kyle. There was something happening with her and her boss potentially. I'm not exactly. I'm not exactly sure. But I know that Batman like stepped in and made some sort of comment, or Bruce Wayne said, like you know, as if like you know, you don't talk to women like that or whatever. Or it was was acting like the the valent, uh, you know, sort of um, uh, chivalrous hero. And I just remembered back to the first one, you know, when he pushed her to the chair and said, "Would you shut up for a minute?" You know, yeah. Like <laughs> this he's is... definitely like he. I think in between films, he's had to go on some courses. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Jim Jim Gordon's like, if you're going to be a policeman, which is effectively what yeah, you he's are had to go through point, the police courses. You need to go through the train, the sensitivity training, because we can't just have you out here harassing women, <laughs> Bruce. All right, it's not allowed. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Selena Kyle is more than his match. I will say in this movie mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's nice to have him a bit flustered. Uh, and I, I, it, it's weird coming back to something like this, like the moment where like she's beating the shit out of him the first time they they meet, and then he kind of backhands her, and she cries and is like, "How could you hit a woman?" And it's just it's one of those moments where it's sort of like. Yeah. That's weird. I don't, that that feels like a ver- that feels like a product of its time, like uh, because in in modern film, it, that w- hope. Well, I hope that that wouldn't be a thing. It would be, it wouldn't wouldn't be like her playing up her gender for the purpose of trying to get sympathy and then him falling for it when she's clearly well, yeah. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't really have that in a superhero film when they're two superheroes. But um, no, they probably wouldn't even have them hit each other. To be honest, they would skirt the issue entirely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, to be honest with you, uh, 
Yeah, Batman's a funny one. Although I will say, right, and I'm glad. I'm looking forward to seeing the next. What's the next one? Forever? No, Batman Forever, ba- which Batman used to be my favorite, but I haven't Batman seen Forever it for or years. Batman and Robin. Batman. No, and Batman Robin. and Robin's the last one. Batman okay. Forever is uh, is uh, the third. Yeah, third one with uh, Riddler and Two Face, and Batman and Robin is uh, is Arnie. Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking forward to watching them because I want to see as they move away from Tim Burton and as they move into sort of a more modern Batman how much changes in terms of Batman's style because he mm. walks a lot in these Burton films yeah, he's just, yes he does he's just walking around you know he just, and it's like, all shoulders as well because yeah, he can't actually yeah, move his neck so it's yeah. very like it's just why is he walking so much he just walks upstairs walks into a room he's slowly, slowly climbs ladders while yeah. the, like but the score isn't even be medicine the score is like you know an orchestral piece and he's just walking around yeah. you know it's really weird I mean, w- one thing that I we we know we're gonna get, and I was gonna ask you about this, is obviously the bat nipples will make an appearance in the oh, next movie, so it, that's something to look forward to. to. Is there anything else that you can remember from those Joel Schum- Schumacher movies that you're looking forward to? Um, the Riddler, oh, I, I remember them ones more. I think I think I watched them more. Maybe that's because my mum, when I was growing up, didn't like the dark aspect of the Tim Burton ones. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I, maybe like the Riddler and Two Face and stuff feels more child friendly. I don't, I don't, I really don't know why. I, I remember quite a lot about them, um, but I but this but having said that, we're still talking seventy five percent of the film that I haven't seen in t- over twenty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I I definitely remember those feeling more kid friendly than yeah. the than the first two. There's no severed hands um, showing up in those uh, oh, in the second two movies well I don't think there is I haven't seen Batman Forever in a long time but I don't remember there being any severed limbs I'll be happy to see I'll be happy to be proven wrong um, I do remember in Batman and Robin Chris O'Donnell being Robin had a real like sort of dark and brooding story where his family was all killed and it was yes. like, really really personal which is hilarious because like in that film the two bad guys are Arnie Arnie as Mr. Freeze and Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy and it's just like so pantomime and, and the villains are so over the top and his mm. story is meant to be like this centred you know like coming of age like you know fighting for your family sort of thing and it's I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays together as an adult watching it you know yeah I mean I remember it being ridiculous at the time to be honest <laughs> and I, I can't imagine that age is going to have improved that particular aspect of it but yeah, we'll yeah. see maybe maybe chris o'donnell will surprise us all with his range as as uh, as dick grayson i think he's dick grayson i dick can't remember grayson, which of the yeah. robins he is um okay so which of the if you had to pick gun uh, a fake joker gun that fires out a little uh thing that says bang on it uh which of the burton movies are you picking as your favorite um that's a good question that is a good question you know what i think i might go batman returns i think i okay. might yeah i i agree with you i think batman returns is a far better movie i like batman a lot um but i just think batman returns has so much more going on for it and it's so much more yeah it, it's it's so much more focused on on oh it's more focused on characters that i find interesting because i really never find batman in these movies to be that interesting <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think that it, there's something sparks to me a little bit more like Tim Burton had more control. I think the first one was like the the uh, the studio was very much like, you know, this is the first like serious Batman we're making and they had a lot of notes for him even to the point where he was stressed out. He didn't know what he was meant to be doing day, day to day. And they had a lot of oversight. The success of that first one, I think that they, they then started to trust him a bit more and mm. this one is just really, really Burton, isn't it? This Even more so than the last one. This one is just Burton dialed up to a million. Yeah. And I, it's a bit strange, actually, when you look back on it, that 
this is this film exists and i think it's great i just don't i don't think they would ever give uh batman to as unique a filmmaker again um yeah i i think you're probably right um, and the, the interesting thing as well like it's made at the time these batman these burton films are made it made at the time where it's like the, the transition to cg is starting as well as that the camera quality hasn't fully moved to modern era yet and therefore everything sort of seems like a stage everything sort of seems a little bit sort of of old where you can tell that they've, they've all just got together and made a set and made a film and made a costume it all seems a little stage show to me yeah. and i love that like i love that it's sort of in between eras as well you know what i mean yeah there, there's definitely like an air of of um well like you say it feel, like you can see the strings of yeah. the show to a certain extent and i think that's deliberate um in some ways and i yeah i love it i think it's it feels otherworldly but it feels you can see the artifice of it in a way that i really i really like and i think this is tim burton as a filmmaker at this point just like firing on all cylinders you know he was making edward scissorhands at this point you know he was made he was making this he was probably like i'm sure he was making other stuff while well, he was helping make a night um a nightmare before christmas like he mm-hmm. was just yeah churning out great movies um, so, so interesting so interesting yep. yeah um so if you if you're going to give this one a rating what would you give it i think i i can't remember but i think i gave the last one a four i'm going to give this one a four as well although i do i think i slightly edge this one yeah i think that's that's the same for me um i would give this one the same rating but it's mm-hmm. a better four we've proven the inadequacy of the five star system with this <laughs> rating um <laughs> because there, there's no way of distinguishing these uh, on the face of it um okay but i think that is going to do it for us this week on the best movie podcast ever which is going to lead us quite naturally to answering one question as we always do and that is anthony what's your favorite movie this week my favorite movie this week is another one that I revisited from my childhood, Waking Ned Divine. Uh, I have, I, I had not seen. You know, see Waking Ned. Uh, no, I don't. I don't even know what that is. What is what's Waking Ned? You Divine? live in Ireland now. You got to watch it. It's oh, uh, okay. Ironically, I was watching it on the channel AMC, which isn't an Irish channel, but um, yeah. So it's a film about a old man called Ned Divine who wins the lottery. Okay. Uh, but then he dies. So then his whole Irish village. Um, starts to scheme and plan to claim his winnings in his on his behalf. So they have like a, a guy who's like taking his place, an old man being Ned Divine, and it's like sort of a comedy caper um, okay. set in a little rural Irish village. Um, you know, really, really funny. Okay, that sounds great. I have to check that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. as you as you say, like uh, this is this is my country now, so I need to uh, <laughs> I need to <laughs> like immerse myself in the culture and uh, and and learn these things. Yeah, you do. What about you? What's your favorite movie? Um, I'm gonna say Batman Returns for this. I watched yeah, okay. I watched a fair few movies this week, um, and I still think this was the best one. I love this movie. Um, right. Yes, I, I I I think that's that's. Uh, I, I I was thinking that I I might go for. Um, Oh, what should we call it? The I can't remember the name of it. I watched it, which is not a good sign. It's not a sign that it was a movie that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah you can't remember it, so maybe it should have been the For, movie. Of the week. It was a Francois Truffaut movie that I watched last week. Um, and nope, the name's gone. But I enjoyed that a lot. Francois Truffaut, a good filmmaker. 
yeah. as if I needed to say that. Um, but that is going to do it for us this week on the best movie podcast ever. So uh, thank you to Nancy Wyatt and Jared Iscariot for the use of our theme song. Uh, check out a link to their stuff in the description below. And thank you to you for joining us. Please consider subscribing. We are the Culture Cave on YouTube and we're the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps. Uh, get involved in the comments. Let us know what you think of Batman Returns or what you've been watching. Uh, give us a like. That really does help. And we will see you same time, same place next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And cut.